Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. My name is Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm joined today by the Mr. Brendan Watt. Welcome, Brendan. Hi. Thank you for having me. Brendan, you sound like you're in a, a tunnel or okay. in a... Wait, do it again. Say, say uh, hello. Um, yeah, you sound like you're in a, like a can, like a can of worms. <laughs> I sound like I'm in a can of worms. Wow. Maybe it was fine. <laughs> It was fine when we were talking before. That's but, funny because it's nothing has. Oh, hold on! Everything has changed apparently. Because, <laughs> there you go. Built-in microphone. We don't want that one. We want. Back break. Oh, hold on, ad break. Oh, got... there you go. Brilliant. Hold on, hold on. Apparently, I wasn't ready to start because everything's going off. Um, That's okay. Hold on one sec. Scarlet, select speaker, blah, blah. Okay, that sounds better, right? This sounds way better. Now let me just close my WhatsApp. Okay. Oh, my. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask our podcast magicians to actually leave that in because how often are we creating our lives trying to keep up with looking perfect, having it all ready right at the same time um, that the world says we're supposed to? So um, I like this. This is the power of being you podcast. Well, if you would have said you're going to leave it in. I would have been way more entertaining with it. But <laughs> there you go. Here we are, uncut and real. So um, <laughs> a little bit about Brendan for those of you who don't know this magnificent man. Um, he grew up in a middle class family, trying to have middle class values until he discovered these values were not really his. After decades of conformity, broke and unhappy, living as a single dad in a tiny room. In his mother's home, along with his four-year-old child, he asked for change and he got it. The moment that changed his life forever was when he discovered the pragmatic tools of access consciousness. When he came to realize what he came to realize, which each of us have an individual journey. Each of us have a different sense of the future. Each of us have a different sense of everything that's possible, but it does not mean you have to do it alone. And... Today, he is a worldwide speaker, best-selling author, and a facilitator with Access Consciousness, a global empowerment company in 176 countries, leading classes, workshops, and private sessions that empower others to know that they are not wrong, that anything is possible, and that they are just one choice away from change. He is living proof. That's cool. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. He even knows how to get his microphone on. Well, I do. Look at me go, cupcake. But I like how it says um, discovering that those discovered that those values were not his. Um, I'm still discovering that, you know, all that stuff was never mine to begin with. Yeah. Can you take me a little bit back to that, that discovery? Because I know a lot of us that like, I'm even saying being you to a lot of people, it's like, if I'm awake and I'm, I'm, you know, have this name, then I am this, I am that like so many things around definition and, and how definition alone is a limitation. Can you talk a little bit about all the ways that you were defining yourself back then? Yeah. Well, basically, um, basically uh, I was defining myself by already having the point of view about me that there was something so wrong with me. 
something mm-hmm. so different about me. And I was like, okay, what do you see me as? What do you see me as? You know, and I'd look at the world around me to what it to what it saw me as. And basically for me, and I know for so many other people, wow. And I don't even know how to how to go into this part, but I think we can all see it in ourselves where the awareness that we have, we don't really acknowledge it. So I was going, okay, world, what do you see me as? Let me create myself as that. And then wondering why I just kept getting stuck. And basically, so my early life was was that. And also a lot of people going, hey, this is what you can have. So I went, oh, okay. So I can have um, a family. That's the thing that's, that was the big thing right? Mm, have a mm-hmm. kid, have a relationship, mm. um, be a tradesman, which is, you know, in Australia was working in construction and basically do the, you know, watch football, drink beer, do all those amazing things. You know, that I look <laughs> yeah. back on now and I'm like, holy shit. Um, <laughs> you know, so that was my life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting of where we, where we pick all that up and make it so real. Like my, me too. Like when I was, I, it was like, I don't know if anybody specifically said to me, sir, don't dream big. Like I could see the writing on the wall that was like, dream big, but here's this other backup plan. Be a wife and a mother and you'll be successful. And so as, yeah, I would like draw my kids' names. Um, when I was like, I don't know, in like sixth grade, I started writing what my kids' names were going to be because being a mom was what was expected of me. Um, I did that. I've done that. Um, so when did you start to discover that something else was possible for you beyond tradesmen and beer and football? Uh, well, I basically had to almost destroy myself mm-hmm. to get there. So it wasn't a, it wasn't an epiphany. Um, mm-hmm. It was more of a, um, a desperate cry for help, you know, and I'd gotten, so my twenties basically was, you know, living that way and using a lot of drugs and alcohol to, to even deal with it. You know, and then I, um, by the time I was 30 was when I just was rock bottom, I was bottomed out and, you know, and I remember waking up just going, I hate myself. Mm. Like I really don't like who I am. And it wasn't even so much my life. It wasn't my life or what was around me. It was me. I hated me. Mm. And that's a pretty big thing. Like that's a big thing to be dealing with for any of us, Yeah, you know? And so I just, once again, it was this cry for help. And I was like, whatever is out there. And at that point I'd done metaphysical stuff, you know, I'd done different things looking for something. And I was just like, please basically begging help. I need help. And it was the next day I found an ad in the paper. I think it was two days, actually. It was two days later. I found this ad in the paper that was all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. Call Mel. Um, You know, and I called this girl and that was when I first got my bars run and that was really a that one session was a a change in direction for me. And so, what did you start waking up and choosing after knowing something else was possible from the bars? Like, what was that sense of hope that showed up? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, she um she gave me a few tools. She was she gave me like, how does it get how does it get any better than this? All of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory, and um, a couple of other ones, but a couple of books also. But basically, for me, the way that it was working so quickly was I was just, I'm doing it. Like I was, I was willing to leave my whole life behind, everything that was anything I thought I was at that point. And so I was using these tools and 
basically just, you know, like every day I would just get a bit more and I don't mm. quite know how to explain it, but a bit more lightness, like a bit yeah. more of like this, oh, I wonder. Because that was the thing that was, that was when I look back at it now, that was one of the things that was really killing me was I'd lost my curiosity. Mm. You know, I'd lost that thing. Of, I You know, as a kid, I was like, oh, I wonder what that tastes like. And I wonder what that smells like. And I wonder what's out there. And I wonder what this does. And I want you know, and everyone's like, shut up. Like, why are you so annoying? Mm. And I was like, okay. You know, and it's like <laughs> all of us tend to do is we shut us down with that. But that was the thing that started returning. That's so beautiful. Um, and to anybody out there who's, um, can identify with that, that's lost their sense of wonder, please go to accessconsciousness.com and check out the bars. Cause they really do reinvite you to wonder and be curious about the world. Um, so Brendan, yeah. so now I'm going to, I'm going to use my, um, my tool of the fast forward timeline, um, okay, to do bring it. Us- let's do it. Let's skip. <laughs> To bring us further into the future. So yeah. you find access consciousness. And what I know is that your life, you know, you just told us your life started to change dramatically. You started to wonder again, possibilities started to show up. And can you give me a little bit like in, in your bio, we talk about you being a, a you know, best-selling author, traveling the world, facilitating, you know, I know that you have made some, very, some big investments that I know have to have changed your life. Like um, property and stuff that you can go into if you'd like. So I'd love to hear a little bit about like that arrival moment in your life, because then I would like to go further with what, what showed up next. So tell yeah. me a little bit about fast forward um, arrival fast and forward I'm air arrival. quoting, I'm air quoting on arrival though, for those of you who well, are listening. <laughs> basically I still look back at it and go, how did that happen? Like, how did <laughs> I even end up there um but you know i started so i started doing these you know doing the classes and basically for me i just was going for it like i said at that point you know and then i started i met gary and dane and i started um doing their schedule and then doing you know different jobs with access and then i was being the cfo of the um chief financial officer of the australian you know access company and just different things and i was like going to you know more classes and just creating my life and then you know one day gary and dane asked myself and simone millicis if we'd like to facilitate these choice of possibilities classes and i was like yes um you know but at that point i had no idea what that was going to be like right so i just jumped off the cliff with that and my um my life really took off with everything you know basically my awareness just went through the roof with um you know with that and and everything that came with it but um you know so i facilitated those classes for many years and then throughout it um you know for me and in looking at it you know a lot more now is like there became this thing of image that had to come with that Mm. you know there was wow now you're you know like the thing you just read out i'm like wow that's like you know like international best-selling author worldwide facilitator all that how does that need to look how do i be that how do i show up as that and that um that really got me unstuck Mm. so fast forwarding until you know very recently it was that was a point again in my life where it was where did i go yeah so what I, when we talked before we got on the show, um, we started exploring a little bit about how 
you know, a lot of us like will find consciousness and then it's almost like consciousness, take the wheel, (laughs) create my life for me. And, and like, like, and it's so interesting because when you start to play with the tools of access consciousness and you start to really start wrap your head around the polarity of this reality and how right and wrong are not even real. And there can be, there's can be like a little bit of a trap door that we create for ourselves. That's like, Oh, well, anything, I, nothing I choose is wrong. So then I can choose anything and I'll still show up in the way that I desire or something. I've seen it show up for myself. I've seen it show up in people that I facilitate. So I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about like whatever that image was and then what you're aware of happened after that for you in regards to um, kind of leaving it up to consciousness. Yeah. Well, and man, it's a, that's a big one. Cause it's like, um, there's the image of me part, which is basically the, um, the image that I would show to the world, you know, now mm-hmm. I'm this big deal. Now I'm, mm-hmm. you know, the world sees me as that. So how do I be that? And, um, but then there's all the secrets that you have to keep behind yourself in order to make that image substantial. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, you know, I was hiding everything from myself that was actually the awareness of the future that I was creating with the choices that that I was making because it didn't match this image. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, now that I'm, you know, creating for consciousness or now that I'm creating for access, it's like, you know, I don't have to worry about what I'm choosing. But, you know, and I see when I looked at that and because here's the part with this as well, that takes a a little bit or a lot of honesty with yourself to even begin to have, you know, that awareness. Cause for me, I had to look at all the, all the not nice things, Mm. you know, all the things that I don't want the world to know about that because it's judgeable, you know, and it's, why would you, how could you choose that? And so for me, it was, um, I had to really look at that. Wow. I'm really trying to make consciousness the source for my life. I'm trying to make access the source for my life. I'm trying to make my friends, the people in my life, the source for my life. Cause I don't really want responsibility for it. And, um, that was kind of a tough one to swallow and look at it and go, Oh, okay. So what am I actually creating with that? And it's, I don't even know, like, you know, for me, I'd seen where with that as my point of view, well, I don't even know what else to say with that. Cause it kind of, that's where I kind of still in my world. Like I hit a wall with that and I'm like, how do you, how do you even approach that conversation? Well, let me ask you this, because what you just showed me is like, as soon as we start to do image, um, that that's from the judgment of what is right and acceptable. Yeah. And so we're already stuck in polarity to hold uphold the image. You have to hide, like you said, all the things that are judgeably wrong and only present what you've decided is right. So when, but what I've also seen, and I'm, I'm wondering if you could speak to this, I've never asked anybody else, so no pressure, but, um, <laughs> I love pressure. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, like the, almost the domino effect of image, because it's like, I know when I started to let like, whatever my perfect image goes, there was like a less perfect 
more oh. vulnerable image that showed up, like it popped up. And if that one went, then it fell down. But then it's almost like there was one right behind it that could uphold it. Like now I'm the girl who let go of perfect. So she's now perfectly imperfect, <laughs> you oh. know? And so then it's like, boom, 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 boom. So I'm wondering if, if we can dig in vulnerably to like what it's been for you to expose those parts of you and did another image come in its place that then you had to ask to come down and, and that kind of effect. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, and I, it, that's that thing of, like you said, using polarity and it's like, and, and this thing of, well, let me just get it a bit more right. Like, let me mm. not be as wrong. Like, let me, and this is how good we are is when you, some, if you're, for me, you know, I, I had this um, real commitment to image in a way that was like, okay, like, let me try and figure out how that I can have less of it. And so it was still this, oh, it's still there. Like, but here's the the thing of it was a it's it's such a journey with that thing because once you once you're willing to look at it and go, okay, what if there was no judgment of this? Because mm-hmm. that was the other thing. When when we started, we've been talking about image for years and it was like, okay, yeah. image is bad. But what if it wasn't? Yeah. You know, what if it was something you could look at and go, wow, I'm I'm actually doing image here. What would it take to be more of me in this area? So for me to even begin this journey of way more self-awareness and discovery of who I am, it was going to take a lot less judgment of myself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I had to recognize and go, oh, there's more of that. Like, wow, there's more of that showing up. Okay, cool. So what else can I be with this? And really being present with that so that it wasn't, otherwise, who wants to look at that shit? Mm. I mean, that's going to swallow you up when you're just like, that's the worst thing in the world. It's like, but what if it wasn't, you know, and what if your point of view about it was the thing that was stopping you from actually looking at it and being present with it? So that was the thing for me was just um, really using the tools. Because you know how I talked about it at the beginning was like when I first found access, I was, who's the belong to? How's it get any better than this? You know, I was <laughs> using those tools from that energy of like truly what else is possible. But I had to start doing that with me. Mm-hmm. Like I had to start having that curiosity of, wow, like who am I? Who am I beyond this? And if I wasn't wrong for any of this, if I wasn't wrong for any of the choices that I've made, what if I started looking at it as a gift to find more of me? And awesome. the I say that part because if this is something that people desire to get out of, where you're like, you know, I'd just like to, because you know that other thing of um, where I said that like I hated myself. So mm-hmm. one of my big targets forever has been, you know, I'd really like to like who I am like whatever that is to really like me to wake up happier and happier every day. But in order to have that, you have to be willing to get out of the judgment, you know, like to actually be willing to look at the you that's there, the you that you've decided you are and then excavate basically is the way I look at it. It's like, okay, there's the pile of poo that I've created. Now it's time (laughs) to dig it up, you know, and see what's actually underneath it. But in order to do that, you have to be willing to be in question and also be really vulnerable with yourself and go, wow, I, you know, there's a lot. And I still find different things where it's like, wow, I really hate this about me. Like, or I really judge this about me. I really, I really run away from this or, you know, I really don't want to be present with this. 
And I still see that stuff yeah, all the time it comes up. And it's, and it, here's the other thing is too, is 99% of it is not even my point of view. 99% of it was stuff that I've bought, you know, over the time, but you can't change that stuff unless you, unless you're willing to be present with it. So, so let me, Oh, go ahead. Did you have more? Right. No, you're good. So I was just going to say, cause that's the part that most of us avoid is being present with what we've decided is wrong about us. I love that you said avoid. Cause that's where I was going to go next. Psychic. Um, still psychic. Still psychic. Uh, so I, I, I'd love to like kind of go 180 degrees for a second. Um, a lot of us are avoiding that sense of wrongness. Um, and the way that we overcome wrongness is to what, like find where we're right and then hold on yeah. for dear life. Um, and so I'm wondering if you could talk about uh, what it looks like to look at the things that are, you've decided and concluded are the right things about you um, as another way to get vulnerable with you. Because I know, you know, in facilitating classes as well, like so many people find access consciousness and the tools because something was so wrong. And when they get in class, they're like, fix the wrong thing about me, please. You know, and then we start to explore. And then what we'll often come upon is the door that they're not opening or looking, you know, knocking on it and looking what's behind it are all the ones they've labeled as right, because they've already got that right. So what was that for you to even start to like come out of like looking at the wrongness, getting vulnerable, looking at the things you define yourself as, and then including the things that were right. And then having my camera go. And then having your camera go off. <laughs> um, I can't hear you anymore. Okay. I'm, I'm, oh, there you are. You're back. What? Can you hear me though? Yeah. Now I can hear you. Okay. okay good. <laughs> so yeah, that thing, that whole thing of getting it right. Cause that, and I like that you brought that up because it's um, that thing with vulnerability <clears throat> is, oh, let me look at, let me be vulnerable and look at the things that are wrong with me. I find it much more difficult looking at the things that are right and I've made right about me because they're the things, you know, that they were the bit, they were the big ones that really started getting me unstuck because the amount of judgment that it takes to hold that in place. And because here's the, here's the deal with judgment is every judgment that you have, it takes 25 more judgments to keep that one in place and 25 more judgments to keep that one in place. So you're just walking around like this big, just ball of perfectionism, trying to create yourself as rightness, rightness, rightness. And, um, you know, so that also like the, the willingness to look at that and go, okay, where am I trying to be right with this? And for me, it was like, um, it, once again, it was to this point of, well, okay, so I have to get consciousness right. I mean, how do you get consciousness right? <laughs> you know, like, Jesus Christ, that was a, that, that was just like, wow. But, you know, I'd finally found something that, um, that was basically an acknowledgement of me. And then once again, the, once again, I had to make it, make it right. You know, I had to make it the source of my life. So it was, was looking at that and going, wow, I'm really trying to get conscious. I'm really trying to make consciousness my slave here rather than being a slave to it, mm. you know, rather than being in question with it and being a contribution to it. Cause it's the other thing with rightness is it takes away everything that you can be a contribution with. <clears throat> and also um, it also doesn't, 
rather than being a contribution, all you can do is either give or take. Because when rightness is at play, you have massive, uh, you know, and I can talk about this with myself is I had a massive expectation in place with that of how do I match? How do I, how do I, um, what do I create? How do I expect and project others to be in my life so that I'm always validated for being right? You know, and it's like, so once again, I kind of, I kind of hit a wall with that too, because it's, it's a bigger, it's a really big conversation to look at. Cause it's like, but, but I would say with that for people, like if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, like, do I want to look at that mm. is be rather than banging on that wall and, and looking at it with, well, I've got to find out where I'm doing this. It's just be, be with mm. yourself and be like, okay, where am I trying to be right here? Yeah. Where am I trying to, where am I just, where have I already decided that I need to be right rather than being in question with this? And I don't know if that helps because that's kind of like, but <laughs> apparently I'm today. <laughs> well, a conversation like this can fry your brain a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I just, I, I guess what I'm receiving, exploring and being curious about right now in this conversation with you is how anytime we go to look at change, like how we'll only get incremental change if we're only looking at what we've decided is wrong. And, um, and oftentimes when we've already decided it's wrong, we're not looking for possibility beyond it. We're looking for how to flip the polarity into rightness, giving us yep. more rightness yep. and um, how that rightness really gets us stuck. Cause we don't, as soon as we get that one wrong thing, right. <laughs> we are now going to like dig our heels in and stay there. And that is, is the opposite of change. So um, I, I love this conversation with you because to me, the um, I, I know a lot of people say like, exposing the wrong things about you is, um, more vulnerable. I know that you and date, you called Dane after a class at one time or during a class and, yeah, <laughs> and you want to tell that I want to hear that story in just a second. Oh, um, well, I was actually facilitating, this was years and years ago and I was facilitating a, um, relationship class and I called Gary first and I was like, help, you know? And he was like, okay, are you exposing you? And I went, Oh, no, not really. You know? So I went back in basically, I think there was a day or two days left. And just was like, blah, you know, like all the wrong shit about me thinking that that was, I don't know what I was thinking then, but that was exposing me, right? That was vulnerability yeah. <clears throat> and was so stuck still. And um, I was facilitating another class after that and called Dane and he's like, um, you know, I told him what was going on and just like, you know, and I'm stuck and blah, blah, blah. And, and he was like, um, did you ever think maybe he he meant exposing the brilliance of you? And that part there, when he said it, I was, that was terrifying to me. Yeah. Cause that was going to take a level of vulnerability that up until that point, I wasn't willing to have like yeah. to actually look for, cause see, that's <clears throat> where at that point <clears throat> where I would go with brilliance is let me pick something out that other people can validate me for as being right. Mm. So once again, that was there. So, um, I really had to look at, um, wow, what is that for me? You know, so like even looking at it now, because I'm actually questioning it now going, what is that? Like, what would exposing myself be now is when I'm being me, I'm extremely caring. Hmm. I don't need anything in return. You know, I really just desire to contribute when I'm being me, you know, and I don't need a validation for that. And I can speak about that in different ways because I'm willing to be that energy 
But if I need to go, you know what, I'm, I'm caring. How do I prove that to you? I've lost that caring. It's gone. So that vulnerability, um, mm. that vulnerability for me now really comes energetically. Yeah. You know, you can sit here and talk about it all you want. I could, I could go, okay, exposing the brilliance about me is blah, 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 you know, and, and tell yeah. all these things that it's like, um, exposing the brilliance about me right now would be having no walls and barriers to you mm. or to me. Yeah. And that, that's, how do you do that? Like, how do you do that? Well, it's, you ask, you know, you really do. And this is where, this is where that thing of making consciousness my slave rather than being a slave to it comes into play big time. Because mm -hmm. when that's in play, when you've got consciousness, you've, you've got this projection and expectation that now you're choosing for consciousness, right? You know, <laughs> which basically means now you're trying to get your life more, right? Yeah. It's, um, it it's with that projection and expectation all you can do is take yeah you can't actually receive so from you know pocking and potting or letting go of that point of view in the moment and then going okay so consciousness universe will you please show me what this is i'm asking for some help with this i would really like to have more vulnerability and just be with yourself push the walls and barriers down and you, you see, because you can't get the vulnerability from here. It doesn't he's work. Point, he's pointing at his head, guys. He's pointing at my head. You know, <laughs> it doesn't work. You can't yeah. get to vulnerability from figuring out. You have to get to vulnerability from question. Yeah. And and that's the big part. Question and also the willingness to trust you with that question. Yeah. So, you know, that really, um, that, that. Well, we might have to do another episode about um, exposing the brilliance of you because um, as far as time goes, I, I, I just want to dive into it deeper than what we have time for today because the, the, the thing that we brought up here at the end is we, like you said, we think the vulnerability is dropping our walls and barriers and showing us, showing up the world, how wrong we are, you know, like here's my dirty laundry. And um, what I was going to say is that for me, it's always been more about like exposing my brilliance or as soon as I expose it, like figuring out how to give some of it away or like diminish it in some way so that I don't get bring too much attention on or, or whatever that is. Like I'm exploring yeah. that for myself right now. Um, and so I'm really grateful for your willingness to get vulnerable with me and chat about these things. And, um, I definitely love to take that conversation even further. Yeah. Um, Oh, and shout out, you said Pock and Pod. So those who might be listening to our podcast for the first time, if you want to know about what Pock and Pod is, you can go to theclearingstatement.com. It's a magic wand that clears the energy around anything um, that you have coming up. It's some funny words and you can learn about it on that website. Brandon, I'm so fucking grateful for you. Yeah, I'm so grateful for you. And I do want to, I just want to say this because it popped yeah. into my head. Go ahead. I've, I've had many conversations with um, many people about this, but I was talking with Gary one day and I said, how do you not go into people's worlds? Because that's the other thing we try and protect ourselves from, right? It's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want my energy to go in there or I don't want to be, you know, whatever that is. And, and I was like, how do you not like go into somebody else's world? And he went, I don't have to. I allow everybody to come into mine. 
And mm. I was like, okay, how do you do that? And he said, it's <laughs> easy. You don't have any secrets to you. Because mm. every secret that you have about you, every lie that you keep, everything that you keep hidden is a wall and barrier to the world. And I was like, wow. And I, I just say that just as in a, so that you can, people can, you just kind of get an awareness of that or just a sense yeah. of what that would be like. And you kind of just go, you know, initially when he said that to me, I was like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> you mean, because the other thing he said to me was when I first started facilitating, you know, big classes, he said, um, or the choice of possibilities, because they weren't actually big at the, at the time. He said, um, you're not going to be able to have any secrets mm. to do this. And I was like, what? What? Like, you know, what does that mean? Mm. Um, but it, that, man, that part, that part is a journey too. So, yeah. So cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and anybody listening, if you want to find out more about access consciousness, you can go to accessconsciousness.com um, yeah, and learn more out. about, Ooh. yeah, some incredible tools to change pretty much anything you'd like to change in your life. Um, so Brendan, I, I wrap up the podcast you've been on before. I'm going to ask you the same question. I'm sure the answer will be different. Um, the show is called the power of being you podcast. If you were to write the show's description, what would you say the power of being you is? Wow, that is a good question. Thank you. I would say the power of being you is the willingness to have a kindness for you that nobody else has to validate, but only you can show yourself. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, if people want to find out more about what you're creating, where the, can they go? Oh, you can find me on my website, brandonwatt.com. Um, check that out. There's heaps of cool stuff. Cool stuff coming up. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brendan. Um, thank you. Thank you to our tech I'm team so that puts grateful. these. Oh, you're welcome. Um, thank you also to our tech team that puts all of these episodes together. I'm really grateful for you guys. And we will see you again on another episode of The Power of Being You shortly. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about Being You or to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?